Jesu everyone and welcome to another edition of the Vihangamyo Global Online Forum. Folks, it's a new year and with a new year comes new perspectives, new beginnings and you know we've been in this really interesting phase for the last year or and a bit or maybe close to a year now where the whole world has been evolving and changing in many different ways. Nature itself seems to be battling us as human beings, as a race, and we're trying our best to find our way through the world. You know, as we, as spiritual seekers, as we look to 2021, uh, a lot of us are starting to think about uh, many different things. We all have our different lives as students, as professionals. And today, one of the things that I wanted to discuss with a very respected member of our community in the Vihangio Global Online Forum uh, is this intersection between uh, two worlds which sometimes we aren't able to reconcile. And those two worlds are firstly the world of spirituality, where we you know, try to look within ourselves, we try to improve ourselves, become the best version of ourselves, and the world of business, which is, you know, when I say those two things next to each other, you might think, what's going on? You know, why are we talking about these two things together? But the harsh reality of life is, even as spiritual seekers, uh, you know, we, in this modern world, we, we live in not just as spiritually minded people, but also as professionals in many, you know, we have, we have two lives where we go to work and then we come back, we're with our family, we have a personal life and usually our spiritual life and how it coexists with our business life, if you could call it that, it can be an interesting interaction. So today I'm very lucky to, uh, you know, on behalf of all of you to be introducing um, Sri Simanji from Kenya. Uh, Simanji uh, is a very well-respected professional. Uh, you know, he currently runs his own business, his own consultancy in Kenya. Uh, he's the director there. Uh, and I'm going to be asking him a bunch of questions um, around this, th this really interesting intersection between two worlds. And if, and if it's even possible to, you know, things like, is it even possible to be successful as a business person if you're spiritually minded? Because uh, many of us struggle to, to think through that. So, Simonji, first I want to welcome you. I hope you can hear me clearly. Thank you so much, Abhiji, for having me here. Yes, you're, you're very clear and uh, wish you a very happy new year. Wish, you, wish everyone hearing this a very happy new year as well. Yes, thank you, Simonji. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously a very interesting time in, in human history right now. Um, I wonder how we're going to look back on it in 10 years' time. Um, so, Simonji, I, I guess, you know, to start with, let's say, a hard-hitting question, um, the first thing that I, I really want to ask you is, you know, as people become more spiritually minded, uh, the, the thing that seems to naturally happen or the thing that can sometimes tip people off to, you know, I want to become more spiritual is that they, they feel this kind of, maybe distaste is a strong word, but they feel a little distant from the material world. They feel like, you know, all these things that is just too much. And when we look at a professional life in the business world, it's almost like the opposite. Uh, we, you know, we need to succeed and success often means revenue. It means, you know, generating funds, you know, getting, getting that cash flow for your business to become, you know, profitable, to be sustainable. 
And as a spiritually minded person, if you're sitting in a meeting and you're discussing these things like, oh, you know, how do we make more revenue? How do we increase our cash flow? What do we buy or sell? Uh, sometimes it can feel at odds for some people out there. They, they don't know how to reconcile the two. So when it comes to, you know, thinking about money and thinking about business and, you know, how money is a very central piece and revenue is a central piece to the, to the life of a business person, how do you personally reconcile the two different worlds in your own life? Okay. Um, I think, I think it's a, uh, a very good question, um, especially, you know, for uh, anyone <clears throat> who's inclined to spirituality and, you know, we constantly struggle, you know, between the discussions of, uh, you know, material versus uh, uh, enlightened, right? So this is how, you know, I see it, okay, is that every business, uh, you know, before you put them down to numbers is actually a big social enterprise, right? Um, if you have, you know, um, an organization, you know, even if it runs 10 employees, 50 employees, 100 employees, I think a, 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 there's a big shift of perspective. You know, if you just think that each employee, you know, if supports, you know, four members in his family, um, then just imagine that even if you're an organization with 50 employees, okay, every day the office opens up, it serves 200 people, uh, uh, you know, technically in the world, right? And, and, that's, and that's a huge responsibility, you know, for uh, anyone, you know, who, who are leaders, you know, in that organization, right? Um, and, and any organization, okay, to be able to uh, successfully serve, you know, 200 people needs to be commercially profitable, okay? Um, yes, you know, you have different stakeholders in an organization, uh, people who own the business or who are shareholders in that company, okay, are only one aspect of shareholder of stakeholders. Your employees are other aspect of stakeholders. Uh, you have uh, customers or clients who are whom you're serving. They are other aspect of stakeholders. And remember, there's a multiplication effect, right? Because even that company is also is a social enterprise, right? So if you see, it's a, it's a very beautiful change, you know, of how you know the world has been moving, right? where we are basically pooling resources to develop, you know, something for everyone's benefit, right? And in that process, uh, everyone full, should feel encouraged, right? And, and should feel uh, materially successful because it's going to be extremely difficult, you know, for you to um, even, you know, think about, you know, uplifting your consciousness, okay? If, if you're struggling, you know, with your day-to-day -day necessities, right? You don't want to be a a man, you know, who goes home, okay, uh, who have nothing to feed to their children. You, you don't want to be a mother, you know, who's uh, at home, you know, not having anything, you know, to, to feed her family. That's going to be a terrible feeling, right? Because this is a human body. It, it has got necessities. So if you see, you know, it in this perspective, that uh, why, why organization needs to be commercially profitable, because in my view, it's a big social enterprise. Even an organization with five employees is a big social enterprise. And, um, and that's how, you know, I connect, you know, our business, you know, to, to our spiritual life that every day you go in, okay. Uh, remember that you're carrying huge responsibilities. You know, you have staffs who are paying school fees for the young children. The, these are going to be the brighter next generation, you know, coming in and, and taking over the world, right? 
so um, yeah that's how that's how you know i put it yes there are mechanics you know on how businesses should be run um, you need to have good leaders in every organization uh, you need to have uh, creativity and innovation in every organization uh, you need to be a socially responsible organization you need to have appropriate corporate governance structures in every organization um, and 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 actually you know that is what makes uh, an organization you know commercially viable you know in long run with the intention that it is a social enterprise and it needs to meet you know everyone's you know need and necessity and and even thriving you know beyond that mm. yeah that's a very important perspective um yeah like you you often hear about um you know people who build these businesses and their only aim is to just find that next customer. Uh, and then you hear about companies that really succeed and it, it seems like they've hit that balance, which you're speaking about where their employees are happy, which leads to better results, which leads to, you know, better customer results. So I, I definitely see what you mean there. I think one, one quick follow-up question to that though. Um, you know, there's this concept in, uh, which we hear about in spiritual uh, discourse and especially in Vihangam Yoga, which is Grihast and, and the Grihast Ashram. Uh, you know, as you were speaking, I was imagining, you know, if I was maybe, you know, not as exposed to the business world, you know, having been working in a business for some time, and seeing what you mean by a social enterprise, I would be thinking, you know, why don't I just leave all this stuff completely and just go to the jungle and I'll, I'll just go and meditate. Like that seems like a better option. But even our masters seem to say that that's one way of doing things, but there's another way, which is Grihast and, and the, the life of a Grihast Sant. So perhaps could you shed some light on what that whole ideology is and, and why that is you know, why, why that's important when we can just, you know, leave everything behind like many have in the past. Right, 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 right. Yeah, correct. I think uh, that's, a, again, a very important discussion, you know, for any spiritually inclined person that what your responsibilities are, you know, um, in your life, right? Are you, um, because you know, earth, dharma, kama, and moksha, you know, are are considered to be the four, um, you know, the pushards, you know, of, of a human life, right? Where attaining, you know, liberation and moksha you know, is the ultimate aim, you know, as per uh, our spiritual lineage, right? As per our spiritual um, uh, wisdom that has been provided, you know, to humankind, then why to get involved in the world itself, right? You know, that's that's a question you know, that can cross, you know. Um, anyone's mind, but again, you know, if you if you look at um, all the Brahmanist, you know, sadgurus, you know, who have been mentioned, okay, everyone had families, okay. Uh, Maharshi Vashishth, you know, has got has got family. So Guru Sadafaldevji Maharaj has family. Madhavan Sadguru has family, right? Why is that, okay? And and this is my interpretation, you know, of uh, that you know these these structures and frameworks were designed and created. Okay, um, our spiritual scriptures, you know, very clearly says that our human life, you know, is divided 
you're into different phases, right? Um, we are born, we're an infant, you know, then we get into, um, you know, the Kishore Avastha, you know, where we, you know, become, you know, a Brahmachari. Primarily, you know, there's a stage, you know, where we do studies, right? You know, we, we gain knowledge. And after that, you know, you enter into your married life, which is Grihasth, um, where you must, you must wealth create, okay? And then you get into the next phase, you know, which is called one prast, okay, where you now start, you know, um, uh, secluding yourself, you know, away, okay, now that you've achieved what your responsibilities are, you start, you know, getting a bit away, you know, from your day-to-day -day life, eventually to get to the last phase, which is called sannyas, right? So, so that's what, you know, it's, it's a Brahm, uh, Brahmavastha, Grihasthavastha, one prastavastha and sannyas, right? Now, why, even, you know, in my previous conversations, you know, with, with Swamiji himself, I've said, I've seen many times that uh, when he talks to a student, he says that, yes, you should practice meditation because it will allow you to focus very well at this stage in your life. But remember, your prime objective right now is that you're a Vidyarthi. You are supposed to you're supposed to gain knowledge right now. Okay, that is your prime responsibility, your prime, your prime objective at this stage of your life. Right. So Vidya Arjit Karna is what Vidyarthi is supposed to do at this point of time. So if you're going to leave everything, okay, and not do that, okay, you have another 50, 60 years of human life to lead, okay, which is not going to be easy, okay, if you don't know what you need to do at that stage. When you move to Grihastavastha, it is a very, very important phase of life. Because as per nature's law, okay, you're required to add to the world. You need to have children, okay? It is not by fault, okay? It is basically designed, okay, that you need to add, okay, the next generation in your family because this is what is going to multiply, you know, the, the world going forward and contribute back into the world going forward. Number two, you need to earn and be wealthy. There is nothing wrong in Grihastha Jeevan, okay, in your Grihastha life, you know, to be able to generate and create wealth because remember, this wealth will pass on, okay? This wealth, you know, will create, will create lives for many around you. You are just, you know, one nucleus, you know, doing through your resources, through your efforts, through your talent, but bringing it along. It's like breathing, you know, you breathe one, but when you're breathing out, it's going to others, okay? That's what, you know, you do when you, it doesn't matter, you know, to me, you know, the way I see it, it doesn't matter whether you're owning a business, running a business, you're running a department, you're running for good organizations, you're running even for a small organization you are not doing this alone. You're doing this for a number of people who are just around you, okay, who are going to benefit through your talent, through your hard work. Other thing, remember, from a spiritual perspective, it is you who would be required to do service and seva, okay, for the vanprast and the sannyasis, okay? The sannyasis and the vanprasthis who have now secluded themselves from the world, right, needs need seva, you know, for them just to have that minimum to let them go. Who's going to do that? It is Griha's responsibility to do that, right? And that's why, you know, this is a very, very important phase of seva, you know, for all of us, you know, who are in the Griha's phase. Because eventually, if we follow the cycle, we will go to become a vanprasthi and we will become a sannyasi at the right stage of life. But at that point of time, you will also need a minimum one, one cloth, one blanket just to be there where you are. So who's going to provide you that? That's the responsibility of the Griha's. Okay. So if we understand, okay, this aspect that this, 
this, these phases were created because it's actually moving you in, you know, towards the sannyas. But then you have responsibilities before that. Okay, as a person, as part of a family, as part of a community, and as part as part of your responsibility for seva, you know, for the one prasthis and sannyasis around in the world. Mm. So I don't know whether I briefly answered your question, but this is how I look at it. <laughs> no, no, totally. That's that's such a beautiful way of placing it because you know, we, we do hear about these different phases of life, but the the reasoning for them and how they kind of set you up to do more seva at another at a later stage in life or you know for others in a later stage of life um that's often not really looked at um as clearly as you just place so i i think you totally gave us a lot of clarity there um and related to this actually was my next question which is you know when we're in business we're often encouraged to look at what others are doing you know what what way is the market going what way are your competitors flowing for a lot of the reasons you just conveyed to you know create that wealth to time things well to get something out of the market in the right time to you know fit a certain gap or a niche but when we're in a spiritual life we're encouraged to look at ourselves and to improve ourselves so you know sometimes uh, even i found that you know i'm focusing on my, all of my energy in a day is focused on, you know, improving myself. But then as soon as I go to work, all of that energy is scattered into the world and it's focused on what other people are doing. And I start to forget about what, you know, it, there's this tension between those two ways of living um, sometimes. So how do you personally reconcile that? Do you have a certain way of looking at it? Do you draw a line somewhere that this is work, this is life? Uh, how, how do you go about it? Right. So this is the the, the, the toughest part, <laughs> I must say. <Yeah. laughs> this is the toughest part because this is a day-to-day, -day, this is a day-to-day -day struggle. Okay. And um, what, what, a, what a spiritual life does, okay, is to re-emphasize, you know, a certain very important, um, I would say, core principles and core values. Okay, that you have to, you know, continuously strive to be aware about. Okay, to start with every day, every moment. Okay, because if that goes missing, okay, is going to be an extremely, extremely chaotic life in business. Specifically, let me tell you. Okay. Um, because yes, you know, um, when you're in a business, right, um, competitive advantage building is a discussion almost every day, okay, between leaders. Okay. If you don't have a strategy competitive advantage, okay, I'm not talking about just an advantage, okay. A strategy competitive advantage basically means that uh, you are superior in what you're doing as, as compared, you know, to your competitors. Okay. Number one, number two, you have an ability to continuously deliver it in that way sustainably. Okay. Which means that you have to be continuously outward looking. 
<laughs> if you have to do it sustainably uh, apple cannot think that i have done iphone 1 or 2 or 3 okay then it means that i have created a gold standard can never beat it you know you have to continuously sustain that okay which means that you have to be always be outward living to sustain that advantage and number 3 is how do you ensure that you know that this talent is not replicated by someone very quickly so you're trying to build entry barriers you know for anyone else to come in right so if you do not have you know your spiritual core principles you know aligned very well with you okay this can become a very dirty and a very chaotic game okay this can become you know a game of completely a self obsession okay high level of uh, um, i would say uh, animosity you know with people around you your own competitors and uh, end of the day you won't be you know if i was a leader of such an organization i won't sleep well to be really frank okay so that's why i said this is the one of the toughest you know um, i would say lines you know you cross almost every day and uh, so th so i think principles become important so what are these principles okay, that we're talking about number one is that and I, I love it, you know, how Sant Prabhupada Vigyandiv Maharaj, you know, puts it uh, because it really helped me, okay, over the years. He says that, you know, whenever you do any, any work, okay, what is your bhavna and your emotion beyond, be behind that work, okay, decides everything. So if you, if everything that you're doing, okay, is propelled by an emotion of selfless service by seva by knowing that you know that this is going to create advantage for a number of stakeholders you know in this organization it becomes freedom you know for you to do all of this it creates, you know, a freedom for you to build the strategy competitive advantage, you know, that I was talking about. Okay. Because you have a customer community that is going to benefit from it. You have suppliers, you know, giving you stuff. So they're going to benefit from it. Your employees are going to benefit from it. And eventually, you know, the owners and the promoters of the organization, you know, when they make profit, they feel motivated, you know, to continue doing work like this, you know, going forward. Right. But what is the, what is the, feeling behind that work okay is selfless service right money follows you know as a residual um i would say income you know uh, as part of that success right that okay because it was successful you made some money right but your feeling is not that you know i have to make money and i need to do it by hook or by crook on how it needs i need to meet x percentage of my abita this year no, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter, you know, whom I'm going to destroy, you know, to get there. Okay. There's a completely two different feelings. Okay. The work is still the same. You would still be probably executing the same strategies, but what goes behind that emotion of that work, okay, determines everything. So if it is selfless service and he puts it so, so beautifully, he says that anything that is propelled by Seva, okay, will keep you mukta from it. Okay. From, from, from the karma, okay, from it. But if it is not seva, then it becomes karma and every karma, okay, is going to create a bondage, okay, good or bad, okay, whether, as he says that, you know, that whether the chain is of gold or of its iron, it doesn't matter. What matters is that it's still a chain, you know, that's holding you, right? So anything that is not done with that 
emotional background of seva and selfless service will lead to karma and karma will lead to bondage okay so once you set this principle that yes today if i have decided you know to be part of a competitive bidding right are you fair in that process are you bribing people around uh, you know you are you are you are basically you know shackling the systems around to ensure that you know irrespective of whether you were the right party to get the contract you know you're getting it right is going to make all the difference right so uh, yes you know uh, this is a extremely outward looking exercise you know when you are in business okay but i also believe that if you if you set your core principles right which is propelling you and now you know you are also in your management meetings in your board meetings okay emphasizing on this core principles and values so that it's not just about you remember you are actually nothing okay you might be called a managing director but you don't go you know to you know to to the market every day you're not the one who's interacting with the customers every day you're not the one who's interacting with suppliers every day is basically the people in your organization so if they are not aligned you know to a principle like that they will do blunders you might be sitting with all your core values thinking that yeah this is what my organization is but on the ground the reality could be completely different so communication you know about these principles also about what the dna of the organization should be uh, you know to your to your employees uh, to your team members are going to be extremely critical and you can also have very tough challenges like i have had tough challenges in my organization where you would have managers who just not align you know with with these values right and um, and you only try you know up to a certain point of time but at some point of time you know you have to make hard decisions and and that is again you know a very very important aspect of running a business right that there are days you have to make a tough call if you think that you know your principles and your values are are being breached and 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 then you need to make it that tough call okay and again you know i learned this from uh, a very very beautiful book you know written by sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj it's called sadafal niti okay i think that you know this 16 20 page book you don't need to do an mba if you actually just understand every word of that book okay any i would actually you know highly recommended anyone who's running a business running a department if you're a senior employee because there's no difference to be real fact you are an entrepreneur you know running your department okay you could be run a business run a big department it's make no, it's, it's actually no different right but if you read this 16 20 page you know small book by sadguru sadafal devi maharaj it will give you such a completely you know clarity about why you know uh, your rajneeti is different you know from your adhyatmiki okay when you run an organization you need to run it like a king okay your adhyatma and our spiritual principles are personal okay so if i say ahimsa it's personal but you know when you get to the battlefield you can't you, you can't you can't follow ahimsa right because now it's 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 a dharma yudh right it's uh, you have to make the truth win and you have to do everything to make it win when i go you know for my tax tribunal cases you know to the high court i fight for my clients if i have to fight i'll fight for it right because i'm fighting for the truth right so you can't mix you know at times your spiritual principles okay with 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 how businesses are run right because both have got principles and if you need to stand up and fight for something you will have to stand up and fight that's what happened in mahabharat that's what lord krishna told arjun that you know don't be swayed you know by by personal spiritual principles right now you are here to fight a dharma yudh and if you're not going to do it someone else will do it but it has to happen 
and and that's you know one very very important i think uh, revelation you know that that you need to have in your greatest life okay that um, if you see something is not going right you'll attempt one attempt two attempt three but attempt four you have to take action and you have to you have to make a decision and you have to move on and uh, and that's what you know i i've learned it a hard way it wasn't easy for me because i don't have a i would say um, we don't have a business background in our family everyone has always been in business it's the first time you know we ventured in it and it was not easy you know to at time you know to make tough calls but eventually you know i realized that it pays off if you stick to your core principles uh, especially you know which are uh, driven you know from your spiritual principles it might look off place you know at times but eventually the organization sets in you know with those values yeah a long answer to your question but <laughs> no, no not at all like like that that's such a uh, i mean i'm speechless like there's so, so much to unpack there but w- one thing that i i i definitely feel like it's important for all you, all of our listeners to also understand is um in, in vihangam yoga and the philosophy of vihangam yoga as you just described as well um the the idea of energy is is very important and uh it's also very important one thing that i've also you know kind of been reflecting on recently and just came to me as you were speaking is having a person who is harmful to your business also harms the people in the business and if you really are looking at it as a social enterprise uh then then perhaps that's an important thing to consider as well when taking these tough decisions you know is this person you know bringing in the right energy to to my team um or are they causing a lot of harm that you know you can't even see that harm but people are feeling it subconsciously and it affects their behavior it affects the way the team functions um but yeah like as you just said there's different principles in different places um so very important for us to kind of move toward an understanding of that So folks that brings us to the end of this week's edition of our three part series with Simanji. Uh you know as I mentioned at the start that this topic is so interesting to me personally and also to so many of us in the community because we we commit ourselves to a spiritual life and then when we go to work we have to deal with many of the things which we just discussed with Simanji. You know how do I grow a team? how do i handle situations which are difficult how do i take difficult decisions on the trot and simonzi very beautifully packaged it all together for us today he explained how you know it's all a matter of perspective as all things in life ultimately are in many ways we can look at business as a money making opportunity for ourselves or we can see it as an opportunity to support the lives of hundreds of families of all your co-workers and also the generations which will come in, in there in their own trees so when we when we start to look at it as a social enterprise we obviously need to have some principles guiding us and that simonji beautifully delved into that and of course in any social enterprise in any society in any community there's always going to be difficult situations human beings as as human beings we we all have a different view on things sometimes we find certain things important which another person may not and in the midst of that when we're trying to work through things together 
and you know we, we start to see whether we can really work with someone in a certain capacity or we can't uh, whether a person actually wants to contribute to the social enterprise you're building with the right spirit or not uh, and in the modern world we look at this as you know culture and mission and vision uh, but really it's all about alignment of energy and the spiritual sciences have explained and delved into the depths of energy and the concept of energy and aligning uh, with another person for thousands of years so i found this uh, conversation this first part you know super interesting for myself i know i went back and i you know i'm just about to start my own work here and i thought about a lot of different things i hope this gave you this first part gave you a lot to think about and you know i'm really happy to say we still have another two parts to go uh, so you know i'm looking forward to sharing that with you all next week uh, as for this week uh, let's stop here uh, i wish you all a, a great week ahead and of course as we mentioned uh, a happy new year to all of you uh, and we from the Vihangamil community hope that uh, this year brings a lot of prosperity health and peace into all of your lives of course uh, so let's reconvene next week on the same topic business and spirituality with Simon Prakashi on Sunday at the same time. So with that, Jesudev and see you in a week's time. Shanti, my shanti.